Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Little did I know that was the last place I'd ever walk. Michelle. Hey, Carly. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good. <laughs> I didn't hit record fast enough, but you were just doing a nice vocal warm-up. I was. You guys was missed really it. Nice. Sorry. Um, happy Tuesday. Yeah. I think, because we're coming to you from the past, we'll have had snow by then. Oh. Uh, well, I, I think don't... it's supposed to snow on Monday. I don't like that. Yeah, it's not great. I mean. You know why I don't like that? Tell me. Every snow reason. pants oh yeah boots mm-hmm. hats jackets yeah it is times five. Oh, i hate it yeah i hate it and it's like i need to have snow pants for school but then they also go to daycare three days a week so then i have to make sure that the snow pants come home from school and home from daycare to send them like i've got i need to have like multiple pairs of snow pants yeah I hate it. Yeah. You know what I hate about snow pants? Tell me. They don't really make them well for <laughs> adults no. of, my, of my size. <laughs> like even the biggest size. Yeah. They don't fit right because I've got hips and a butt. you got a booty. And like do people with booties just not snowboard or want to frolic in snow? I guess not. You're being discriminated against. Discrimination. <laughs> Berkeley, Berkeley, Bentley. What's that brand? Burton, Burton. (laughs) All of the above. All of them. Snow pant companies. Yeah. I want the kind with the like overalls. Yeah. And then like the big jacket over top. Cute. Well, yeah, it would be cute. I hate the snow. Like I won't go in the snow. I hate it. Well. Except we did have fun sledding last year. Yeah, it was like springtime sledding. Yeah, that it was, was so nice out. That's my jam. Like, And I'm excited because we have this hot tub for the month of November. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to sit in it while it's snowing. Totally. Because I think that'll just be nice. Absolutely. That's exciting. Yeah. Why'd you get a hot tub? Because it's my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. I should do oh, that thing you. that... Um, happened when I went for dinner at Chianti's on my birthday in high school. Do you remember that? No. We were all sitting at the table and you had told, somebody had told them that it was my birthday. (laughs) So literally all they did was put a piece of cake down in front of me and played like the Beatles happy birthday over the the loudspeaker. They're like, we are not singing for you. Well, I think because of COVID, if you go to a restaurant, no, no wait staff is coming out to sing. No, no. And they're just like yelling it from the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> I remember working at Perkins uh-huh. Family Restaurant and Bakery. Mm. I loved it. If it was somebody's birthday, yeah. I was there. I could see you loving that. And we had custom <laughs> songs. And But trying to wrangle everybody up to come yeah. and sing. Like you'd have to threaten them. 
<laughs> but it's like, well, if you want me to sing for you, like you need to sing for me. Because yeah. inevitably they're going to have a table that they're going to need yeah. to sing for, right? Yeah. I just think it's funny that all the restaurants had to come up with their own happy birthday because nobody could get the licensing for the real yeah. happy birthday song. Yeah. And if you sang it, like you would be sued by yeah, probably happy birthday himself. Yeah. <laughs> by Mr. Happy Birthday. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like now it's the week before my birthday and I feel melancholy. Is mm-hmm. that the right word? Yes. Like I feel it's like I am excited for my birthday up until about two weeks before, maybe a week before. And then I just start to feel like I'm a burden on society. Yeah. Like Lindsay's invited people to have drinks. Yeah. And I just think, guys, don't worry about it. Oh I don't want gosh. you to go out of your way. Yeah. I don't want you to cancel plans or, you know, I, because I, I feel that in my mind, everybody is at their house being like, ah, oh, shoot, it's Saturday. We said we'd go for Carling's birthday. Yeah. Drink. We're all obligated to spend yeah. time Yeah. Oh, you. I know, but I don't want to. Oh, let's just go. We said we would. Like, <laughs> this is what I think is happening at every one of them. Do you think that it has anything to do with the fact that you were spit on as a child? (laughs) Is this like trauma resurfacing? (laughs) 100%. I think so. I think we're going back to whatever birthday it was when my sister and her best friend Shakti invited all of my friends downstairs for a makeover except for me at my birthday party. That's terrible. Like where were my parents? I don't know. Well, jokes on them. We're having another party this year makeover party and we'll invite them and they can't come downstairs and get makeup i'll be like you guys just stay here we're actually doing makeovers yeah and and you uh, can't come you can't come yeah i don't know where it comes from so i don't know i just get like weird about it i feel the same way i feel like my expectations are high and then when the day comes i'm like well nobody likes me yeah nobody cares that i was born yeah (laughs) yeah oh my god that just reminds me of the funniest thing that i heard on Superstore. What? You know Sandra and Dina? Yeah. Like, Dina hates I Sandra. I love them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She said, <laughs> Sandra said something stupid, and Dina was like, I would like to meet your mother and shove you back up inside of her. <laughs> I love Sandra so much, and, like, I feel like Sandra. She's so funny. Yeah, that's... Oh, anyways, that but was... But anyway, so it is my birthday. Even Lindsay's mom is so sweet. She was like, because it is uh, Lindsay's daughter's birthday. It was this past Thursday. Yeah. And she was like, oh, like, don't worry. We're going to do dinner with you. We're going to take you out. And I was like, oh, God, no. Like, please, please don't. don't. I I don't need it acknowledged. Oh and my she's gosh. like, of course we're going. And because we're doing a dinner tonight, which is Sunday for Olivia's birthday. Right, right. But anyway. That's awesome. You should be celebrated. Thanks. I'm happy you were born. Uh, I think we need to be celebrated about our 40,000 downloads. I knew instantly you were going to make that noise. (laughs) It's my favorite nest. It is. It's from Superstore. It's like that guy. Bo. Yeah. Uh, You guys, we freaking hit 40,000 downloads. That's amazing. In less than two years. Yeah. We had, I sort of had this like, I don't know, arbitrary goal of like by two years, which would be March 30th, 2022, I wanted to hit 40,000 downloads. And well, we hit it by the beginning of you November. You were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and I've never been so glad to be wrong. I know. It's so exciting. Yeah. So I, and it's like, I think I counted 89 countries. Amazing. That we're in. I didn't even know there were that many countries. <laughs> I think you're wrong. There's at least 90 (laughs) countries, and we are in 89 of them. 
Oh my gosh. So thank you. That is so exciting. And we get like new downloads every day on like past episodes. Yeah. And like it's the so other... cool that people are finding us. Yeah. And like, and listening. Absolutely. Or just I... downloading and not listening. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But... We don't care. No, yeah. <laughs> Please actually listen. I love to find a podcast that has like an insane amount of episodes so you can just like binge the crap mm-hmm. out of it. I don't, I mean, I love finding new podcasts, but like when they only have like two or three episodes. Yeah. And you're like, crap, now I have to wait like for the next yeah. week. I've been watching or listening to The Dropout. It's oh, like covering yeah. the Elizabeth Holmes um, yeah. trial. And because it's like live time, I got to wait till every Tuesday. I know. That's like when Serial first came out. People yeah. had to wait. And I'm not into it. No. I'd rather just wait and binge watch it. Absolutely. I don't listen, know what that says about binge our listen. Ch- Oh, yeah. Binge listen. Where where can I watch your podcast, Carly? (laughs) My God. (laughs) We have a face for podcasting. We do. Um, Yeah, I love a good binge. So if you need to binge, just go back and go crazy because we're at like over 80 episodes. Yeah. And we're in February, we're going to hit 100 episodes. That's amazing. And like, who? what are we going to do for it? Well, we're going to celebrate because it's my birthday. Yeah. We're (laughs) going to talk about me the entire (laughs) episode. Um, okay, two things. I have two trains of thought. Okay. This is going to be a long intro, I guess. That's fine. Especially if you pause like I know, that I'm going to have to... Before you I'll, get it out. I'll shorten this pause. <laughs> so two things. Firstly, on the topic of my birthday, mm-hmm. do you know what I actually really want for my birthday? World peace. No. Oh, wow. I mean... Selfish. Yeah. I mean, we're being... <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I want more reviews on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I want people to go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, and I want you to leave us a five-star review. I was going to say, let's be clear, we want good reviews. Yeah, I want, (laughs) if you don't like this, A, why are you listening? Yeah. B, check yourself. Oh. But C, just leave us a five-star review. our listeners is going to be great. Just the ones who don't like us. True. Um, so See yourself out. you guys, my birthday is November 20th and I would just love it. Should I be so selfish to ask for reviews? 20,000 reviews for your November 20th birthday. Oh, okay. Go. I was going to say 38 because I'm <laughs> turning 38, but yeah, 20,000. Okay. Somewhere way to between, think small, Carling. <laughs> I want somewhere between 38 and 20,000 okay. reviews. Okay. Five star reviews. Okay. Let's and if you if you do write a review, if you can let us know, yeah, because iTunes is tricky, and I only see Canadian ones unless I I have to go through this like weird back door to like, and then you have to punch in every to the dark web to the dark yeah. web, yes, <laughs> to <laughs> to look up every country code, like I have to go to like oh. iTunes US, but I have to type in US instead of or like Australia or. So if you leave us a review, maybe do a little screenshot so we can see it, too. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. For my birthday month, Okay. I want... Mm-hmm. I like how we're just doing this on the fly. We plan nothing. We don't plan anything. I want five-star reviews. If you write a five-star review, please send us a screenshot of it. You will be entered into a draw, and we're going to give away a prize. Okay, let's do it. Like some merch. Yeah, we have notebooks. We have stickers. Yeah, we got all we sorts of all stuff. All sorts of things. So for my 38th birthday, please... No, but not too much pressure because okay. now no, I start, don't you know. backpedal okay. no, now. No, it's great. Do it. Do, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> and then the other thing I was going to say yes. is we got a note from listener Tara. <laughs> Tara Smith from Pensacola, Florida. Is she that sounds a real gorgeous. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Love her. Big fan. Yeah. And she wants to know. 
She's listened to all of our episodes. She uh-huh. can't wait for any more. Where can she? <laughs> where can she hear more of us? Okay, Tara, are you listening? Tara, Tara, Pensacola, Florida. It sounds beautiful. It's a beautiful place. We should go. She sent me photos. Wow, wow, she's really invested. Um, sounds kind of like a catfish, but we'll. I'll, I'll let her know. Yeah. We have a Patreon. Wow. What is that? Well, Tara, thank you for asking. <laughs> Patreon is a subscription, a $5 a month subscription. Yeah. To get all of our bonus episodes. A bonus episode? Bonus. So are you saying that you can't find these episodes anywhere else? I am saying that. Wow. <laughs> and there's over 44 of them. Over 44 cannot hear them anywhere else and you get two bonus episodes per month wow you get your name entered into random draws that we do wowie wawa and you get to vote on some of the episodes that we do we just put out a poll about what we want what people want to listen to yeah and we're gonna (laughs) where we put out a poll and the majority so far have voted for having my girlfriend Lindsay back and we're going to talk about how we've both dated people who have stolen yeah from us and I'll talk about how I steal from pe- people I date. <laughs> you're a real catch <laughs> oh my god this intro has been a hoot but a long one a hoot and a half uh you guys we have a boy guest, a man guest. A boy. Yeah. And we're so stoked. Tyler is local to Calgary. Yeah. And he's like practically your neighbor. Yeah, practically. I love that. He's so nice. So nice. And been through like something so horrific and still is just yeah. living life and loving life. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a really good attitude. So thank you so much, Tyler, for mm-hmm. being on our podcast. Um, okay. Anyway, let's get into it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hello, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah. Good. Happy Sunday. I had to think what day it was. (laughs) We always record on Sundays. You should know. (laughs) No, I know. That's weird. I like actually forgot what day it was for a second. Daylight saving day too. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. I always go like I went to bed last night nervous that the time wouldn't change or like somehow I would mess it up. <laughs> but I don't know. Thanks for thanks to phones. It just does yes. automatically. I just wish the microwave and oven would do it automatically, too. <laughs> I know they probably have smart ones now that do probably, it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How's your weekend going? I'm not too bad so far. I didn't really get up too much yesterday. Narcos new season came out, so I decided to do a bit of binging on Netflix. What is that, Narcos? Yeah, it's a Netflix show. Oh, what is it about? Drugs. Um, (laughs) Oh, is it like narcs? Like (laughs) narcos? Yeah, Yeah, I'm cool. I'm down with it. Narcotics. I know that. Uh, Oh, that's good. I love. I love like a good show that I can just like binge watch. I haven't found one that I haven't already binge watched lately, but yeah, so okay. that's cool. It's so, I don't know. We don't interview a lot of people from the same city as us. So it's really cool. And then we just found out that we actually live kind of close to each other. That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But have you lived in Calgary your whole life? Um, Actually, I moved to Lethbridge out of high school because didn't really want to be in the big city where all my friends were drinking and acting a fool. So <laughs> yeah. I moved. To Lethbridge to test the waters of being in a 
adult. Right. Yeah. yeah that's risk. That's scary. Cause Lethbridge <laughs> yeah. isn't Lethbridge, like a college town. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the partying and acting a fool still happen. Just, the- <laughs> just with people you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I moved to Edmonton in 2010 and then moved back to Calgary in 2016. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So why why don't you tell us like a little bit about yourself? What do you love? What do you do? We know now we know where you live. I sort of jumped ahead. <laughs> so I'm Tyler, 35. I used to be an oil field electrician. Well, electrician in general, but when I got hurt, I was an oil field electrician. I did that for eight years. Now I'm retired. So <laughs> I get to do whatever I want when I want, which is pretty cool. And did you go into the oil field because that's just, I feel like that's such a like Alberta thing. Like you graduate from high school and then if you're from Alberta, you go to the oil field. If you want to make money. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Living in Lethbridge is when I started being an electrician. So I started off doing housing, electrical, commercial farming because that's pretty big down there. And then in 2000 and... 12 is when I decided to go up north. I think it actually might have been 2010, but I'm not sure. Went up there, make some money, get away from a a relationship. Ah, Yeah, sometimes moving is the best way. (laughs) Well, I didn't really move. I just kind of, because you you go up north for a hitch, so. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I was working 21 days on seven off. Wow. Yeah. Did you like that? I think that would be hard. At first it's hard. It takes a while to get used to, but depending on what camp you're living at while you're up there, it's like living at a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that could, that has a good side and downside, I bet. Yeah. It gets boring, but they have lots of activities at the bigger camps. So So we got connected to you from a previous guest who said um, she thought that you maybe would be interested in telling your story. So yeah. you, you're you in a wheelchair, right? Are you a quadriplegic? I'm paraplegic. Okay. So how, what happened? So like I said, I was an oil field electrician. I had just finished school the Friday before. I was going back to a company that I had worked for previously as an electrician. Went to their main office did all the paperwork and we waited for a bus to come pick us up. That was the first time going up to Fort McMurray that I'd ever been on a bus. Any other time I would have had my own truck. But right. this job site was a bit different. So they sent the bus down. The bus was a couple hours late. And when the men that got off the bus saw us, they were like, you need to watch out for this guy. He's kind of swerving all over the place. And like the oh, bus driver, the driver? Was? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You know, being macho, oil field workers were like, nah, whatever. Doesn't matter. We got it. And so sorry, how, all, many, how many of you were on the bus? So it was a 20-seater bus. So like the size of a party bus. Okay. And there were seven of us. So not, not too many. And so we hit the road up to Fort McMurray. And we had to guide the guy back to the road to Fort McMurray. We weren't sure what was really up with him. He had immigrated to Canada, so his English wasn't exactly the best. So that might have been kind of a hindrance. 
Okay. Yeah, so we hit the road, got them pointed in the right direction. We started noticing right off the bat that, yeah, he was kind of going from one side of the lane to the other, and we weren't sure what was going on. So we all tried to ignore it at first, because it's quite a long drive up to Fort McMurray from Edmonton. That's yeah. six or seven hours, depending on where you're going. We asked them quite a few times, like, what is going on, dude? What, why are you swerving around? And so he had said, I usually work long hours 16 hours is isn't is a typical day yeah so sorry to interrupt you but had he just come from fort mcmurray to edmonton and then he was going back yeah yeah okay and you'd think since um semi drivers can't drive more than x amount of hours that it would be the same for yeah but apparently not going up to fort mcmurray buddies swerving around i had written on my facebook as a status the driver can't keep it between the lines he's gonna kill us and this was this was around five o'clock we made it to a town called wandering river i'm not sure exactly how far it is from Fort McMurray, but we had stopped there and they just had got a new Burger King. So we were all excited to get our Whopper on. (laughs) (laughs) So we all got off the bus and went in, got our food and we cornered the bus driver when we were outside. And by this time it it was dark out and we had said, listen, either one of us is going to drive or we're calling someone. Yeah. He Kept saying, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. It's not much further. Don't worry about it. Little did I know that was the last place I'd ever walk. Oh, my Uh, God. Yeah. We got on the bus, and I had the back row on the bus. So it went from either side of the... So it was the the bench was the width of the bus. So I decided, hey... Maybe I'll just try and sleep through this so I don't have to scare myself for the next few hours. And uh, so I fell asleep and woke up to squealing tires and the bus swerving all over the place. And then next thing I know, I wake up on the floor of the bus and can barely breathe. And there was the bus was smashed up. Everyone's kind of in a panic. Apparently, the driver had fallen asleep at the wheel and went into the ditch, came out of the ditch, and went sideways down a single-lane highway going 120 kilometers an hour. Um, Yeah, and coming the other direction was a Jeep with two younger guys in it, and they ended up hitting us and were killed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so the panic of those two men dying and the injuries and everything it was pretty hectic um no kidding i had woken up on the floor like i had said and the the position i was in on the floor was kind of if you imagine someone sliding into a base in baseball when they tuck their one leg back yeah right, yeah my back was on the edge of the bench Oh. So where so where your your the back of your knees sit and sitting there barely being able to breathe, thinking, why can't I feel my legs? Yeah, jeez. Oh, 
at that point because of the injury. I'm my injury is T5, so in the thoracic spine, which is about nipple level. So I can't feel now. I can't feel anything below my my nipples. Oh wow! And or, so, did the bus roll, or was it just the impact and like the impact of the jeep hitting us pushed us into the ditch? Wow! And we were at, we were at a, a crazy angle. I think those two men that passed away saved our lives for sure because. Wow. We, we would have, we would have rolled and all have been killed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so do you remember sort of, you wake up, you're on the bus, is help already there or? No. Thing is, is it took quite a while for even the helicopter to get there. So in that time, a um, semi-driver had come onto the bus. He walked in and took care of me until the, um, paramedic showed up and that that guy his name is nathan him and i are good friends now oh wow what is everybody else on the bus doing are there a lot of people unconscious or i was the only one that got hurt seriously what Um, wow just because of where you were on the bus or because i was sleeping i'm not sure right right um so interesting i've heard that and I, I don't know where did I hear this? I have no idea. But I heard that oftentimes if somebody's sleeping, they get less injuries because their bodies don't like tense up. Right. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. So the, the Jeep hit the driver's side, but halfway down the bus. And the guy that was sitting in front of me on the driver's side had gotten some pretty bad bruising the only guy on the bus wearing a seatbelt was sitting right where the jeep hit us so thankfully he had a seatbelt on but he had broken his pelvis because oh. of the but other than that no one else was injured so in in all the chaos did they were they able to like assess that you were the most injured and needed to be helped like immediately yeah so someone had called the parent like 911 and I think it took about an hour for the helicopter to show up. Oh my uh, gosh. And then it took an additional hour and a half for the fire rescue to come because we were so far from any city, right? Yeah. So the paramedic that was on the helicopter ended up sitting with me for the time that it took for the um, fire rescue to come. So her and I had a long time to chat and her name is Corey and her and I are also close friends now. Wow. And what was yeah. your, what was your state of mind? Did you, did you understand how injured you were? Were you in a lot of pain or were you in shock? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I knew I was paralyzed. I knew it. I couldn't feel anything below my shoulders um, just because of the, the shock yeah i had broken 14 ribs and collapsed both my lungs as well and that's why you couldn't breathe yeah but i knew instantly that i was paralyzed and having all that time to come to grips with it and knowing my life had changed it actually has helped me in the long run really how so do you think well a lot of people when they get injured it's they get hurt they're on the ambulance they're in the hospital Mm -hmm. 
I was injured. I had time to sit there and absorb. It's helped me realize just how fragile life is Mm -hmm. and how quickly even falling asleep on a bus can change your life. It'll get you no matter where you are. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's like, it's crazy how fleeting life is, right? Like at any moment, something could happen that will completely change. So like you said, you were the only one injured on, on the bus. Uh, The driver obviously was uninjured. He ended up disappearing for a bit after the, the accident. No one could find him. No. Like yeah. after the accident that night, like he disappeared from the scene or after like everything was wrapped up? At the scene. They think <gasps> he kind of just wandered off, kind of been shocked. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. So it took an hour and a half for them to get there from Fort McMurray, another hour for them to cut the bus open to get me out. I see flashes of things. Like I don't remember the entirety of it just because of the pain and the shock and everything. I remember Corey, the paramedic got on the bus. I begged her to knock me out because I was much pain. So she tried to get an IV in me but she couldn't so she had to do one of those bone IVs so she put it in my leg and I couldn't feel it obviously so that was a bust (laughs) god yeah they finally got me off the bus and they were gonna load me onto the helicopter and that's the last thing I remember was the downwash of the helicopter and I guess I had stopped breathing Oh, no. So they couldn't keep me on the helicopter. So they put me on the ambulance and rushed me to Fort McMurray. So that was another hour and a bit before I got to a hospital. They got me stable in Fort McMurray, flew me to Edmonton the the next morning. That's where I was living at the time. And that was the closest uh, hospital. Did you have any friends or family that could could see you or like, were you just Uh, alone? Well, I guess, how do you even get hold of somebody? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Rewind. I was on the bus and called my parents. My parents are strange and don't sleep with their cell phones in their room. Oh, no. (laughs) Weird. Such a boomer thing. Right? Um, So I called them several times but they didn't pick up and then they ended up calling Nathan's phone back and I spoke to them I guess I was calm um because my mom was my emergency contact because even in your 20s you still need your mommy yeah Yeah. Um, 100 absolutely (laughs) yeah they called my parents and told them that they needed to rush to Edmonton because I had been in an accident my phone had died, so I didn't have my girlfriend's number memorized because who does that nowadays? Oh, no, God. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> if I didn't know you before 2001, I don't know your number. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, exactly. So my little sister contacted her through Facebook and Facebook had blown up with the accident. So she ended up finding out. Oh, um, no. So they got me to Edmonton like 7 30 in the morning um they had me in an induced coma just because they needed me to heal yeah 
so I was in that coma for three days and then woke up three days later. Is that a trip? Like waking up and did you know that you had been in a, in a coma for three days or did, did you think it was just a few hours later? It's weird. Yeah. It's, they, they kind of bring you in and out of it to test you like cognitively uh-huh. and all sorts of different medical reasons. And every time they would do that because they had a breathing tube down my throat, it felt like a nightmare because oh. I can breathe on my own. And at first, the nurses were calling me by my middle name. So whenever they'd ask me a question and squeeze my hand, if you can hear me, I wouldn't because they weren't saying my name. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't know who that guy is, but <laughs> I can hear you. Or... <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. Then when my mom told them, my mom said, Tyler, squeeze my hand. So I did. But when they took me out of the coma, I've, I, it was probably my mom asked me if I knew what had happened and what was wrong. And I told her when they bring you out of a coma, it's, it's like you're, you're still sleeping because mm-hmm. you're so groggy. They had me on so many pain meds and my girlfriend had come and I was hugging her and we were crying. And uh, I guess I had asked her to kill me because I didn't want to be like this. Oh, oh God. That's so hard. Yeah. And how um, long have you had you two been together? Six months. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a lot yeah. for. And we had just moved in together as well. So oh. They had me in the ICU for, it felt like a, a lifetime, but it was only like four days. And then because I needed such one-on-one care, they had moved me to the burn unit in the U of A hospital because it's kind of an ICU-ish. They had me there for a week. Was your prognosis from the get-go that you were paralyzed from that, did you say T5, T4? T5, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that from the very beginning, they knew I was paralyzed. I personally didn't see my MRI from that night until I had met Corey again after the accident because her and I had lost touch. I'd met a paramedic on Tinder and I told her my story and she said that her friend knew her fiance. We ended up connecting that way. Corey was in Edmonton two days after the accident. She decided that she would come to the U of A hospital and see if I was okay. And she got there and every all of her paramedic friends said that I had died. Oh, no. Yeah. So when she got there, she she found me and spoke to my mom and my girlfriend. And I was still in the coma, but she came in and cried with my parents. And So how long were you in the hospital for altogether? I spent two months at the University of Alberta Hospital just trying to recover and then they sent me to a rehabilitation hospital for an additional two months so four months in total and was a lot of that just on what what did they call that pt yeah physical physical therapy therapy. yeah so they pretty much teach you how to be a human again they teach you how to transfer so go from your chair to your bed or your chair to a physio table And then they have occupational therapists that teach you how to 
do life skills like cook and clean and you learn how to use a wheelchair. Thankfully, I had worked at a Easter Seals camp in my youth. They would have, you know, those old crappy hospital wheelchairs that weigh 16,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had those there, so I learned how to do wheelies and all that. Kind of <laughs> um, the first day when they had me doing my wheelchair skills, the PT asked me if I could do a wheelie. And my, mom, my mom kind of smiled and I was like, I can try my best. We'll see. <laughs> and I ended up doing one for like a minute. And he was, he said, I've, I've never seen anyone pick it up. That quickly. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So when you're in that hospital, they also help you order your first wheelchair and help you get all your equipment ready. And because my injury was work-related, workers' compensation covers me for the rest of my life. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Wheelchairs are not cheap. The one I use daily is $10,000. Wow. Um, and if you have a power wheelchair, that goes upwards of 40. But anyways, to get back to the hospital, after two months, they kind of kick you out and they're like it's time to uh, put your big boy pants on <laughs> and because I was moving back home with my girlfriend at the time uh, we lived in a two-story house and uh. WCB needed to prepare the house for me to move home yeah um, so they put a lift outside so I could go home and visit and what have you but they needed to put in one of those stair glides like you see on tv with the old people sitting yes. and smiling going up the yeah. But then, but then would that mean you need to have an upstairs wheelchair and a downstairs wheelchair? Exactly. Yes. Wow. Plus a spare. I had three wheelchairs. And um, did they have to make any changes to like the width of doorways or the type of flooring in the house? Well, because we had just moved in together and this was the first house she had ever bought on her own. And she was very proud of it. I said that they weren't to change anything because what if we break up and she's stuck with this wheelchair accessible home? Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, how did you guys navigate that? Like, was it a given that you guys would stay together or did you have a conversation about breaking up? My parents had that conversation with her when I was in that coma they said listen we will just tell Tyler that you can handle it because this is going to be a lot and you've only been together for six months and yeah she said no I love him so of course I'll stay wow it took a couple months for the stair glide company to take the measurements get it all prepared for the stair glide so I was in a quote-unquote wheelchair-accessible hotel room for two months. Wow. And you say quote-unquote because it wasn't really, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that's one thing about Canada that is a giant drawback is the accessibility that is Canada. You know, the states, they have laws that say everything needs to be accessible. But here in Canada, it's kind of an afterthought. And yeah. they're only only bylaws that you get a little slap on the wrist if you don't have you know one of my friends her dad just had to have his foot amputated or his lower leg 
and mm-hmm. he was living so he had to go to a hotel where well they did um, work to his house and she yeah. went to visit him and she was like dad this like yeah the the wheelchair fits through the door and the bathroom has like a wheel in shower but to get out of the hotel door it's not auto it's not powered and there's a lip that you have to get over that he couldn't oh god do on his own and then if there was uh-huh. a fire to yeah. get to the main doors you had to go through another set of doors and they weren't powered and mm-hmm. so she's like if there's a fire okay you could have a shower but like you can't get your yeah you can't get yourself over the threshold through a set of doors wow yeah and she was like but this is what insurance deemed as being an accessible hotel room yeah wow yeah a lot of the time these rooms are like i, I said before an afterthought yeah yeah so it'll be a room and they'll be like oh shoot we forgot you know so whenever i book a hotel i have to be very specific and ask them exactly what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. yeah Um, because i even called a place on stephen avenue the other day and asked are you wheelchair accessible and he goes Yes, we're very, very wheelchair accessible. And I asked, okay, well, do you have an elevator to get downstairs? No. <laughs> yeah. So Okay, so I can get in, but I can't go downstairs to the dining room. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then yeah. do you have non high top tables? Uh no. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it's a Yeah, so basically all you can do is get in the door and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they deem that wheelchair accessible. Right. Like you're not with the same girlfriend, right? No, we lasted about a year. Only 10% of couples make it through those types of injuries. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, like I can't even imagine, even like the, with the best intentions, there's just so much trauma and change and emotion, I think, on both parts. Yeah. For us, our love changed. It went 180 because we were so active together and we would work out every day and take our dog for a walk and go hiking and go motorcycle riding and stuff. And in an instant, that changed. Oh, no. So that was very tough for her but she i'll give it to her she stuck it out and she helped me a lot even though we broke up and it was kind of a messy breakup we still i could never thank her enough for all of the things that she did i i know physically obviously you know it was difficult and you had to relearn you know all of these things but mentally Uh were you given a lot of support and help to kind of deal with the accident deal with what you saw deal with what you've been through and and the knowledge of you know you can't walk like i said i kind of did all of that thought process while i was on the bus i didn't get any mental health support until I was in the rehab hospital which was fine because I was more focused on I want to get better yeah when I was in the first hospital it was only once a week that you would go see a counselor at that hospital and honestly in my whole life I've never been successful with counselors growing up my little sister had a lot of health issues so I went to a counselor and I had uh, developed the knowledge that if you tell them what they want to hear they'll say you're okay 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of kept that going throughout my adult life. It's so hard to explain for me how I came out the other side. So, okay. Because I know a lot of guys in that accident with me suffer from PTSD because of it. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. At first, I, I didn't know if I'd ever want to drive again. But yeah, as soon as, soon as I went on my, my first car drive with my girlfriend, I was like, ah, it's not a big deal. Because I could imagine that could be a huge barrier. Yeah, I still haven't set a single wheel on a bus <laughs> since my accident. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I honestly don't need to because I drive, but. And what did you, through workers comp, were you able to get um like a adaptive things for yeah. your vehicle? Yeah. I was going to so... say a manual car, but like, <laughs> uh, I meant like a hand controlled car. Yeah. It's, you get uh hand controls to put oh, in whatever okay. vehicle you choose. The vehicle I had when I got hurt was a manual transmission so that was kind of out the window yeah 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 and I was blessed to get a chunk of money from WCB when I left the hospital to kind of kickstart my new life yeah was, so the, I, was the company supportive no <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely thought you were going to be like yes they know very well no the second they could get rid of me they did they yeah I mean you're just a big liability right like yeah oh absolutely so they they sent me my paycheck for the bus ride and my t4 at the same or t five at the same time wow oh my Thanks, gosh guys. yeah no doubt yeah it's um, true though like as soon as something like that happens it's like we're putting you as far away from us as we possibly can yeah. well, because who's liable like who hired the bus driver was it a bus company or was it a bus that was from the oil company the contractor that i worked for hired that bus company oh, okay wow. And did and he, was there any repercussions for the bus driver or the company? So he got charged. He, there was like 18 charges initially. Then got whittled down to five. We went to court. I did the whole testifying thing. And my mom had spent the entire week in court taking notes and listening and everything. And in the end, they couldn't prove with without a reasonable doubt that it was his fault. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. And people always ask me, aren't you mad that he's in jail or whatever? And, you know, in the end, it's not going to bring those two gentlemen back. And yeah. it's not going to give me the ability to walk again. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to waste that brain space on someone that in the end, he was only in my life for those few hours. He did something that changed a lot of lives, but I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life thinking about someone that wasn't thinking about my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have um, any sort of relationship with the families of the um, two men that that were killed? With one family, um, yeah. We had met during the uh, preliminary hearings and whatever. Uh, we had a big roundtable talk with the Crown Prosecutor and everything. Mm. And we had all met then. At that point, me and the two other 
gentleman on the bus that got hurt. We were close. We talked quite often, but now no one really talks because why hold on to something that might just bring them pain? Yeah. 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 I wonder with the bus company, like I just can't help but feel like to have somebody who has immigrated to this country I think a lot of times they're put into work situations that mm-hmm. are not safe, but they don't have a lot of options. And, yeah, yeah. you know, like that doesn't, that doesn't uh, minimize what he did yeah. or how it happened, but uh-huh. that's gotta be yeah. a really like hard, I know even, you know, at my last job, the security company used a lot of new Canadians and uh-huh. the things they were expected to do for the little money they were paid was unbelievable and they were like well what what choices do we have and so that's just like what a broken system that you know this guy was driving beyond his safe ability yeah and look what Uh, happened yeah and after the the humble crash yeah um, a lot of people asked me how I felt about it and all I could think of was all of those kids that got hurt but then he looked at the 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 driver of that semi-truck and he was a new Canadian and he is getting deported. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really hard. But like you said, it's, it's hard to hold on to that stuff, right? Like it's, it's hard to think about those kind of things because you, you just want to move forward and not kind of focus on, like you said, someone who, who you only knew for a couple of hours. Yeah. I have enough daily struggles that I don't need to add to them by thinking about why I'm in a wheelchair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So what is life like for you now? Like you're, do you live independently? Yeah, I do. Um, Yeah. I live by myself. I have a dog and a cat and they keep me company. Um, My family lives relatively close. They live a 10 minute drive up. Whenever I need them, they're there. My parents, they're still young. They're not even quite 60. So they still have a bit of extra energy they can use to help me. Yeah. 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 And do you, did you have to, the house that you're living in, did you have to get it customized in any way to suit what you needed? I live in a condo and I just make it work. They make equipment for showers, like a bench to use and Oh yeah. All that kind of stuff. So it's all in your determination how you want to make things work. If I wanted to make things more accessible, workers comp would pay for it, but they only do that one time in your life. So Oh really? Sa- yeah. So I'm saving up for my forever home so I can build one and they, they have the architects, they pay for the extra square footage, they put all the equipment in, they do because my injury is pretty indisputable. So right, they, yeah. can't, they, they can't not, you know, I get treated quite well. Um, I still make a pension, so I still make oil field money. I feel like so, that's like, that's the least they can do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, like... <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Yeah. Um, my, I have a question with your, when it comes to your injury, is it pretty stable? Like, or do you have, I guess, any other things that could come up with your injury that would affect your, your health? So when you have a spinal cord injury, they fuse your spine. So they put rods in your back and then attach them to your spine. Okay. Um, oh God. And that's because once you break it, it's it's unstable. So they need to stabilize it. So I had that done. 
and then it failed and came off my spine. Um, So I had it redone. Having back surgery after a spinal cord injury is like having another spinal cord injury. It's oh gosh, it's quite it's quite painful and it's a long recovery. So that happened about two years after my initial injury that I had the had the second surgery. That one failed. So oh my gosh. At that point, I I was in Calgary, so I told WCB, I need you to find me the best ortho doctor you can that works on spine. And they did. What they did is it ended up being an eight-hour surgery. So they took out all of the old hardware. The initial surgeon didn't take out all of the broken bone and bits, and he should have removed the two vertebrae that were broken because they were so catastrophically broken when he did the second surgery all he did instead of putting new rods in he bent rods attached them to the old rods that were still attached to my spine above my injury attached them lower which then put a 30 degree bend in my back oh my god like was he just like a discount doctor like who was this guy he was he was brutal so oh my gosh when the new surgeon went in he took it all out and he found that this doctor had cut my spinal cord in half because it was in the way and had drilled into my viable spinal cord below my injury now i'm i'm fused from teeth three which is just above my nipples to about t11 which is my close your belly button so my back is pretty rigid yeah <laughs> can't, can't bend or twist but i make do are you still in physiotherapy or occupational therapy in physiotherapy twice a week usually it's a activity based physio i'm doing more working out opposed to activity based physio and activity based physio is more focusing on the neural pathways in your brain and body to reroute things so they'll move your leg and you focus on moving your leg oh wow yeah it's a it's a it's a more of a mental workout than anything um, yeah because once you lose the ability to move things uh, it takes a lot of concentration to even think of how did I bend my leg like what muscles did I use to do that yeah yeah Yeah. oh wow Uh, interesting like you guys you walk and it's just second nature right so what do you do to stay busy or what do you do for fun that's a good question (laughs) because before my injury everything in my life revolved around being active even work was a workout all day long I'm still working on trying to figure out passions and interests I spend a lot of time relaxing mostly because of the amount of pain I'm in I have nerve pain because of my injury a lot of people think oh it's phantom pains but it's jumbled up signals from my brain from other parts of my body because that central nervous highway way is cut your body finds different ways of showing you things through different nervous system my pain is from my hips to my toes and it it feels like my legs are on fire and there's electric shocks sitting down isn't the most comfortable thing 
Yeah. So I I relax a lot. I play guitar, take my dog for a walk. I spend time with family. I do all the same things just from a different perspective. Yeah. Do you have um, like a large community of people who have like similar injuries to you that you can communicate with and reach out to? Yeah, I have some pretty great friends that I've made through my injury. I have to ask, you have a dog. Is it like a service animal in any way? And or have you taught it any like cool tricks to be able to help you? Well, he's a Frenchie. So his only trick, (laughs) his only, his only trick is being cute. Yeah, yeah. That's enough. <laughs> but like cute, but also sassy, I feel like. Yeah, he's he's got a personality, that's for sure. <laughs> he always wants to be attached to me, so. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish people would know or like any misconceptions you wish people would not have about people living in a wheelchair or spinal cord injuries or? Well, a lot of people assume that we need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. you know especially women yeah because women in general are very caring I just would want people to know that anyone in a wheelchair can do things the same but in a different way if that makes sense yeah yeah sure yeah. and speaking of women have you tried to navigate the world of dating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, at the beginning of my life in a wheelchair, when I was single, it wasn't hard at all, but, um, oh, really? yeah, I, I'm, I still don't quite understand it, but now it's a lot more difficult. I find that they just assume that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. And they assume that I can't give to their life, that I'm going to take away from their life if they're Aww. with me. Right. Uh, like you're yeah. going to be something that needs to be cared for or, rather than like an active participating partner. Yeah. Or if they like hiking, which I don't understand why people do, but <laughs> same that, that they're not going to be able to do that anymore. Right. You know? Right. But the thing is, is just because I can't doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, you it's don't like- have to do the same, the exact same thing, all the things. Well, I love that you've got such a like a good attitude, and you're you just seem very like down to earth, and yeah, I don't know. Well, it's it's been a learned trait, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's been so amazing hearing your story. Thank you. It was nice talking to you guys. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I well, now I just really also want to meet your dog. <laughs> And, and him. <laughs> and you, yeah. You're just going to see me like walking my dog near neighborhoods being like looking for a French guy in a wheelchair. A lot of, a lot of people want to meet the dog. So, <laughs> and I, I got, I got him to help with meeting women, but it, yeah, it, he just takes the spotlight and I come back and walk. <laughs> and you're like, well, this backfires. Yeah. yeah. At least one of us is getting attention. There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, Carling has anywhere between one and six dogs at a time. So if you see a crazy lady walking around with a bunch of dogs, it's yeah, probably that's her. <laughs> 
I have shared custody of my dogs with my ex and my girlfriend that I live with now has one dog. So at any given time, we have between one and six dogs yeah. walking the streets with us. So. That's outrageous. Yeah, it it's, is. <laughs> yeah, you know what's too many dogs? Six. Okay, well, we'll let you get on with your day and we will talk to you soon. Perfect. Have a good day. Okay, thanks too. so much. Bye. 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 Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. Tyler, thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, holy cow. What a crazy thing to be involved in. And yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was. And I feel like I just need to acknowledge that if I sounded a little awkward in part of that interview, it's because we took a week off. It's because Carling's literally never interviewed someone before. I've. It was like I have never <laughs> interviewed somebody. I was like, why are these words coming out of my mouth yeah. in this order? But Tyler was, was embarrassing. Great. Ty- <laughs> Tyler was gracious. Thank you so much. I, I yeah, so thankful that we got to hear his story and yeah. and just hear how amazing he's doing yeah. and his attitude towards everything. And that's the whole point of this podcast is like listening to people tell their stories and you know hear how they've been able to come out the other side and what they've learned and and all these things and it's just heartwarming it's not just a platform for us to talk about my birthday well that too (laughs) i mean um yeah that's really great and um he is an example so somebody messaged us and said hey i know someone and i think they'd be a great fit for your podcast and so if you know someone who you think would be a great fit for our podcast like reach out to them, see if they're into it, totally. and then connect us because we've gotten quite a few people that way. And yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that for us. I love that for us. I love it for them. And for them. And yeah. for you listeners. Yeah. Um. Also, I need to stop saying, stop saying, um. Um. I was just about to say it. I think that we should do an unedited version of our podcast. And every time you say, um, or every time I say something... I don't know. What do I say? You say a lot of. and things like that. Okay. And then we could turn it into a drinking game. We should. For our listeners. Yeah, we would be real drunk We'd real be fast. Blackout. Yeah. The things I say, um, and wow, mm-hmm. wow, so is like one of my transitions. Right. And you say, you, it's not that you, you don't stutter, but you say, what's an example? You'll be like, I can't even think of an example, but you'll like repeat a word three times. Right. And then you'll be like, and then you'll say it, and then you'll be like, and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, damn it, Michelle. <laughs> things like what? Uh, uh, I feel like I lose confidence in myself mm-hmm. when I'm asking a question or I'll have a statement, and I will taper off because I'm like, you sound like an idiot. Stop talking. Yeah, but you don't, and well, you're not. Well, thank you. So this. Well, I've learned something today. <laughs> I am not an idiot. <laughs> this friendship power hour brought to you Love by it. us. Anyway, you guys, if you're still listening, I would love it if you checked out our Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this. And for as little sign as... Sign up for it. And yeah, then literally sign up for it. <laughs> and for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes instantly. Mm-hmm. And then if you're just like, whoa, 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 I don't like commitment. Yeah. You can also go same. to yeah, girls same. <laughs> um, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash yeah. I did not sign up for this and you can buy us a coffee or any there's like a few different little fun packages that people have done. Yeah, totally. Any um, support is just 
incredibly appreciated. Yeah, it really does allow us to keep this little train tra- rolling. I was thinking train. Oh I was God. like, what can I say? This little locomotive locomoting. I don't oh, know. Mm-mm. I might take that out. Um, and no, then, you can't now. well, it is also my 38th birthday on November 20th. Yes. And I am asking kindly, if you don't mind, if you have a second, but please don't feel obligated. Oh my God. <laughs> to confidence, Carling. Leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. Yes. Screenshot it. Yes. Drop us a DM, probably like Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Anywhere. Send us a DM, and then we're going to enter you into a draw for some swag, some merch. Totally. I love that idea. Yeah. Thanks. I just thought of it. I love it. Yeah. On I the fly. I love you. Ah! <laughs> I love you, and I'm so happy that you were born. Oh. And everyone, show some show Carling some love for her birthday. But only if you don't mind, because no, I'm stop it. sad. Okay. <laughs> Have a great day. Have a great week. Yeah. Do something kind for yourself. Do I don't you know. Mean? I feel like we need some sort of Bob Barker Ellen? sign-off. Like, and don't forget, <laughs> spay your and neuter your pets. Your <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.